Welcome to Rise of the Savvy Souls, the podcast that will guide you beyond the veils of illusion and back home to your deepest soul truth. I am your host, Sarah Flynn, spiritual growth mentor and elite ascension guide to awakening light leaders and new earth visionaries. Journey with me through each episode created to awaken your soul, activate deep inner wisdom and reconnect you to the infinite power you hold within. This is the portal where anything is possible, where the mundane becomes magic and where life becomes limitless. So step into my world, calibrate to my frequency and let's begin. Hello gorgeous soul, welcome back to another episode of Rise of the Savvy Souls. I am so excited to be here with you today and I'm honestly just vibing on a whole new level and a whole new frequency after returning back from an incredible weekend in Glastonbury. For those of you who follow along with my social media and if you're listening to this in real time, then you will have saw on my stories on Instagram the past week that I had a trip with some friends of mine down to Glastonbury, which is in the UK, and also to the sacred site of Stonehenge. So for those of you who are not in the UK, Glastonbury is just, wow. It's just such a magical, magical, magical place. And I highly recommend that if ever you make a visit to the UK that you do your best to include visiting Glastonbury whilst you are here. It's definitely like just a a magical vortex of energy. It's definitely a portal. The veil is super thin down there. Magic happens. You're just in such a flow. You're just in such an elevated frequency down there and it's so effortless and it's so natural. And yeah, it's home to sacred sites. There's a lot of heritage. There's a lot of history with Glastonbury. And the locals of Glastonbury are really passionate about keeping everything intact, like keeping the heritage and keeping the history and respecting the land and honoring the sacredness of the land. And I think that's what makes it so gorgeous is it attracts the people who desire to live there, who feel so passionately about the protection of the land as well. So you really feel this deep connection to Mother Earth in Glastonbury. You really feel this deep connection to also higher dimensional beings and just the infinite potential and the infinite possibility of this universe because there are people who are drawn to Glastonbury from all walks of life and of course maybe when I say Glastonbury you think of Glastonbury Festival um, because that's definitely what Glastonbury is famous for and yeah it Glastonbury Festival just kind of captures the energy that is available in Glastonbury all year round, like honestly, it doesn't matter what time of year you go. It's just like a permanent kind of festival vibe all of the time because people there are really honoring and celebrating life and the simple things and the earth and the energies and everybody's so tuned in and plugged in there. So yeah, I am so full like my heart and my soul is just wow just bursting with so much joy after that trip because 
it's been a crazy year, you guys. It's been a crazy past 12 months. And what that trip did for me was it reconnected me to a version of myself that existed way before the pandemic, way before this awakening journey that we're all on. And it was so nice to go and reconnect and revisit with a part of myself that I haven't seen in quite some time. And I'll tell you why it felt so good. Basically, for those of you who are new to my journey, you may not know this about me, but 10 years ago now, coming up to 10 years ago, because I will be 34 this year. And when I was 24, I actually quit my career. I completely walked away from the construction industry. It was my job to be a building surveyor. I worked in an office. I worked nine to five. I was climbing the career ladder. I had my university degree. I had all of the things. I was designing houses, new builds, um, home renovations, all of the things. And when I was 24, I just kind of like had this inner knowing instantly, like this isn't meant for me, this kind of way of life is, is not what I feel I can commit to until I retire. Like, I just don't feel like this is where I'm supposed to be. And so when I was 24, I quit that career in search of what was for me. And I just began to follow what felt like joy. I didn't, I wouldn't say that I was like, actively spiritual at that time, or deeply aware of myself. But I was aware enough to know that this career thing, this nine to five thing, this kind of systemized way of life, working Monday to Friday, taking the weekends off, I just knew it wasn't expanding my soul. And what felt like more free, freeing and fulfilling and expanding for me was this idea of just following my creative bliss and following my joy and going with the flow and being free to experience life and see where life would take me. I was very much more into that kind of way of life. And so when I was 24, I quit my career, which on the outside to everybody else may have looked like I was failing at life may have looked like I was super confused and lost and making a big mistake. But my soul knew that it wasn't built for that. And so off I went in search of what I was here for. The very beginning of my journey really began with me starting a business with my partner at the time. And so I came out of full-time career-driven kind of work. And I actually created a business on music festivals all over the UK with my partner at the time we had a t-shirt stall and we would sell custom printed t-shirts on music festivals and also take photographs of people as well and we had like a website where we would upload everybody's group photos they then had the option in the they then had the option to purchase a photo and have it printed on a hoodie or on a t-shirt so they could capture the memories of certain festivals and honestly like even though I knew that that wasn't going to be my full-time life either I knew that there was something about that way of life that was bringing me so much joy and so what happened from that point was I began to I basically lived pretty much on the road for about three summers and we were living 
like in and out of a van, in and out of a tent, setting up the stall. We were embracing all of the English weather. <laughs> we were like, <laughs> just, yeah, we, we really committed to doing so many festivals that we lived on the road in and out of service stations. And it was tough. I'm not going to lie. Like it was so tough and so challenging and so taxing on your energy as well, like physically exhausting. But yeah, definitely mentally exhausting and all of the things because you're on the road, you're managing a team of people because we had a team of people wherever we went. Um, Yeah, you're dealing with admin, you're running a business from the road, like there was so much happening. But it's so funny because when I now reflect on that time in my life, what would have looked from the outside like I was failing or making a big mistake for just following my joy and for just trusting where my soul felt most alive to go was actually me just, yeah, really trusting the nudges of the universe at that time. It wasn't me failing at all. It was actually me really living out my highest purpose by being trusting enough to walk away from something that felt safe and go with the flow and the magic of life and see where it took me. And this is kind of what today's podcast episode is all about. I want to remind you to trust the flow and trust the magic of your life because being in Glastonbury this past weekend for me, it really connected me to that past version of myself who used to live, you know, in and out of tents and campsites and different festivals and surrounded by loads of people and surrounded by community. And I felt so much love and connection and just crazy kind of flowy times is what I want to say. There was definitely not really much structure back in those days. It was pretty much like we were totally going with the flow and we were totally just seeing where we were guided to go. And I haven't entirely lived like that since, because as I say, I got super tired of it in the end, as you do. We we need the contrast, I feel, and we need the balance of both. And there was probably a bit too much flow. <laughs> probably a bit too much flow back in those days and not enough structure. And so when I started this business and when I started to figure out what my higher calling was, I put more structure in place for myself. I began to create more healthy boundaries, more healthy discipline for myself that would allow me to show up as the highest version of myself. However, I would then say that I probably became way too structured, way too disciplined, way too hard on myself on the flip side and completely forgot about the flow and the joy and the bliss and the just yeah going where my soul felt most alive so in this podcast I want to bring that to your awareness I want to bring that to your attention that we get to have the balance of both and if we can master the balance of both master flowing where your heart and soul feels most alive but also master having healthy boundaries and structure to support you in that as well, then you're setting yourself up for the most incredible, blissful, soul-fulfilling and expanding life. And so I feel like that's why Glastonbury was so fulfilling for me this weekend, because it reminded me of that version of myself who, yeah, didn't really 
feel like she had to be super disciplined, didn't really feel like she had to have all of the structures of her life figured out. It reconnected me to that version of myself who wasn't even actively intentionally spiritual at the time. I honestly didn't know what I was doing. All I knew was the nine to five's not for me and I've got to figure out what is. So I was blindly trusting my flow. I was blindly trusting what felt like joy. I was blindly going where my heart and my soul felt most alive. And it was so fun and it was so freeing. And I expanded and learned so much in the pursuit of that. So coming back around to Glastonbury full circle was like, oh yeah, this is how fun life gets to be. And this is how simple it actually is to live out your higher purpose, your higher soul purpose. It's that reminder that it gets to be fun. It gets to make your heart burst and feel so, so full. And it gets to look however you want it to look. Now, pre-pandemic, we had all of these things. We had the love, we had the connection, we had the community, we had everything. And I think in the past year, obviously a lot of this going in and out of lockdowns, all of the uncertainty, not really knowing what's going on, where we can go, where we can't go. Like a lot of this kind of got stripped away from us. And so for me being back in Glastonbury this weekend, it was being totally back in that vibration of what life was like before all of this happened, you know, being surrounded by an incredible group of people, just being in our little bubble, we're all on the same vibration, we were all on the same frequency, we're all totally feeling way more grounded and rooted in our truth, feeling connected to source, to spirit, to our guides, soaking up the magic of Glastonbury, feeling our hearts just expand so, so much, having deep and mystical conversations, being totally open to going with the flow and just, yeah, it's honestly, it's the new earth. It's the new earth. It's it's the fifth dimension. It's the new earth. It's the way this earth is going to be on the other side of these challenges that we are moving through right now. And so it was so refreshing to reconnect with that and to remember that my past self like knew what she was doing all along. I think to reflect on that time in my life where I quit my career. And like I said, to the outside world, it probably looked like I was failing. Like why on earth would I choose to walk away from a career where I was being offered, you know, promotions left, right and center. I was getting um, different job offers all of the time. Like I was really good at my job. It made no sense as to why I would leave. And so, yeah, it probably looked to others like, what is she doing? She's got a degree. She's got the world at her feet. She's getting offered these different jobs. She could, you know, take her pick of the best jobs that she wants. Why would she walk away from this to go and live pretty much free flowing from the back of a van selling t-shirts for six months of the year in a muddy festival in the UK. (laughs) But here's the thing without me even realizing it back then, me just making that bold and courageous move to follow my joy and follow my bliss was actually me trusting the universe and actually me living out my highest purpose. 
which was to follow my joy and follow my bliss, even when it didn't make logical sense. Now, when we were in Glastonbury this weekend, I need to share with you a little bit of the magic that unfolded just to kind of, I guess, capture this from some different angles. But yeah, like I said, there was a group of us that decided to go down. And for many of us, we'd only just met for the first time, but we had, you know, mutual friends. And of course, everybody who gravitated towards that trip and booked and went to Glastonbury was like super aligned, so on the same vibe. And so when we all came together, like instantly, like sparks were flying because your soul recognizes other souls that are vibing on the same frequency and seek the same joy and seek the same bliss as you so as soon as our group all came together we were all just giving each other life just feeding off each other's energy and we went up to the tour which is a gorgeous spot and again a sacred site of where you can watch the sunset in Glastonbury it's at the top of a hill and we were all just sitting there in complete appreciation of the sun and of the land and feeling super grounded and feeling super connected. And then one of the one of the guys inside of our group was like, I've got a surprise for everyone. And we were like, oh, my God, like, what could the surprise be? And he had only gone and organized a bongo player to come to the top of the tour and do like a special set with music and bongos and his tambourine and like this full musical (laughs) set for us at the top of the tour which by the way like I feel like this happens a lot people always go to the top of the tour and they take their bongos and their drums and you know fire breeders dancers all of the things like it's definitely a spot where this happens a lot Um, So this was not outside of the ordinary for us to do this, but it was definitely a surprise because nobody in the group knew that it was going to happen. And I said to the guy who organized it, I was like, you do realize that once this bongo player gets here and starts to play the bongos, word will get out throughout Glastonbury, like the the village, the town of Glastonbury. And we're going to call in more incredible souls who are on our vibe and who are on our frequency because they're going to hear that there's a group of people at the top of the tour with some bongos having a good time. They're going to be attracted to the good energy. They're going to come up to the tour. We're going to be able to connect with new people. And of course, that's exactly what happened. Like we were just completely vibing on the top of the tour, having the most incredible time, sunset, bongos, music, love, connection, friendships, like deep soulful conversations, looking up at the stars, looking up at the moon, like just in complete awe and appreciation of this life that we get to live. And of course, yeah, word kind of got out and these these people who are actually living on the land in Glastonbury so they've set up like a their own little community on Glastonbury tour they of course heard about the group (laughs) the group of scousers who were at the top of the tour with bongos having an amazing time so they all ascended up and they brought like their their fire breather things like their um their little bongos, their didgeridoos, like whatever else they had, like, and they just brought it up as well. And then the next minute we had this whole festival vibe going on where everybody is 
in the element is what I want to say. Absolutely everyone on the top of that tour came alive and everybody was in the element. Everybody was in their joy. Everybody was in their bliss. Every single one of us was contributing to this experience by bringing forwards our joy, bringing forwards the things that light us up, whether it be that we contribute a song and we play music for people, whether it be that we were, you know, on the bongos, the tambourine, whether it be that we were dancing, whether it be that we were just deep in a in a mystical conversation somewhere, like it didn't matter, like every single person on that experience was contributing something to that experience which was making it even more magical than the moment before and it was one of those gorgeous moments of pure flow of pure aliveness of pure unity consciousness where it didn't matter like which walks of life all of us were from it didn't matter what our beliefs where or where not it didn't matter any of those things what mattered is that every single person on that hill was connecting through energy through frequency through joy through bliss through dancing through singing through music through all of these gorgeous things that bring us together on the planet and yeah it was it was so incredible that we um it, it kind of got cold on the hill as you can imagine we were up there till about midnight and then the guys who um, were living off the land and had their own kind of community were like, hey, you know, you're welcome to come back to our community for a campfire. We can jam, we can sing, we can share stories, we'll make you some food. And so, yeah, as you can imagine, it just turned into this incredible night underneath the stars, underneath the moon, singing around a campfire, dancing around a campfire, sharing stories of what brought us all to that point in that moment. And I'm getting chills as I'm sharing this because as I said, it really reminded me of the life that I used to live 10 years ago when I was on the road and I was traveling from festival to festival. That was so normal for me that I would be in those situations, but I guess I didn't fully understand or have the awareness that I do now to appreciate it as much as I do now. And so it was that gorgeous reminder of, wow, every single one of us in this group is a light worker. Every single one of us is so passionate about healing the earth and helping people ascend and raising the vibration. However, every single one of us in the group has a unique expression as to the way that we do that has a unique way of living in our joy, has a unique way of living in our bliss. But neither of us are right or wrong for the way that we choose to express and share our light. It just means that we choose differently what brings joy to our life, what makes us feel super alive and super soulful and super connected. For example, some of the people who live in the community, Dave, pretty much given up all of their belongings to go and live off the land and they're being guardians of the land and protecting the sacred land and they're choosing to live on the land of Glastonbury and have an open community base to welcome passers-by in and, and bring visitors in like they did with us and sit around a campfire and cook food and share stories and just bring us back to the simple things in life and it's like that is their choice. That is what they're choosing because it feels like the most joyful and blissful way to live for them. 
And now just because that might not be the most joyful, blissful way for all of us to live, like who are we all to judge how each one of us chooses to express what brings joy to our hearts? Like, I think it's this beautiful reminder of how different and unique we all get to be, but also how gorgeous it is and how boring the life would be if we weren't so different and we were not all so unique. You know, sitting around this campfire and hearing everybody's stories and feeling that love and feeling that connection. The beautiful thing about that was that none of us were the same. And it was so powerful to have so many different contrasting souls and stories and backgrounds and experiences, yet we've all got a shared mission. The shared mission is to live in the light, is to be the light, is to heal ourselves and help heal others, is to raise our own vibration and raise the vibration of the planet and of others. But every single one of us was choosing to do it in such a unique and different way. So the reason that I share this is because I feel like when we think about what is my highest soul purpose, what am I here for? What is the work that I am here to do? We can often get lost in making it super difficult and thinking it needs to be something so hard or something so big that we almost forget. It's purely the simplicity of what brings joy to your soul. What makes you light up? What gives you that twinkle in your eye that makes you feel super connected and purposeful and joyful? That is it. Just do more of that. It doesn't need to be any harder than that. You are fulfilling your highest divine purpose when you are courageously following your joy. Like I said, when I was 24 and I quit my career and I followed my joy and created a business on the festivals, like I didn't know that that was me fulfilling my highest purpose, but I can now see 10 years on, on reflection, that was me living my highest, highest, highest divine purpose because I walked away from something that wasn't bringing me joy and I stepped into a path that brought my soul alive and that gave me many incredible experiences and life experience and wisdom and expanded my soul in so many ways, even though I was not aware that this was happening at the time. I was just simply going with the flow. So I invite you to really feel into this today. What brings you joy? What sparks light? within your soul? What makes you feel light? What makes you feel freeing? What makes you feel in complete flow? And are you allowing yourself to do enough of that in your life? Or have you been telling yourself that it needs to be harder than that, that you can't have fun until you've achieved X, Y, and Z, or that the fun must come second and the hard work must come first? This isn't the case. In order for you to fully, one, live your best life for you, first and foremost, for you. But then two, to be that walking example and impact people in the way that I know you desire to. It's really about you activating your soul first and everything else comes secondary. You activate first 
And then you're going to be so full of love and soul nourishment that you're going to have an excess of energy to give and to pour out to others. But you cannot do this without first activating your soul and choosing to live from your joy. If I could describe the energy that I'm feeling in after three months of a really harsh lockdown in the UK and being like separated from people. Of course, I've got my online business. I've got my clients. I've got a lot of people in my field who know me, love me, understand me on the deepest soul level, but it's a lot of online connection. And I was really missing that human physical connection. And if I could describe how I feel after the other side of that experience, that human physical connection, the things that bring me joy, such as music, just being out and being free and being under the stars and connecting with people heart to heart. Like, wow, I'm just bursting. I really am. I'm just bursting with energy. I'm just bursting with gratitude. I'm just bursting with appreciation. My soul is activated. And now I have an abundance of energy to pour forwards and give to others throughout my business as well. So it really is the gift that keeps on giving when you allow yourself to choose your joy first and foremost, to follow what activates your soul first and foremost. Fill yourself up, allow yourself to be held, allow yourself to be nourished and trust that the path unfolding is taking you somewhere incredible. Can it really be that simple that we get to live a life of pure joy? I believe so. I believe so. I'm not saying that it's going to come with without its challenges because we have to experience the polarity of, you know, our deepest joy, but also our deepest pain. But what I am saying is that to follow your joy, to connect with the things that light a spark in you, to connect with the things that bring you alive, that have you in your element. If you just keep doing that again and again and again and again, it is going to lead you right into the middle of your soul purpose, your soul calling, and it's going to feel so fulfilling and so nourishing. And you're also going to attract people who also find joy in the same things that you do. So I hope that this transmission has touched your heart and touched your soul. I would love for you to share with me or screenshot this episode and share it on your social media. Like, what is it that brings you joy? What is it that after this episode, you're going to commit to doing more of? What is it that expands your soul? What is it that activates your soul? What is it that just lights you up? I would love to know. So please share with me. And wherever you are in the world, I am sending you so much love and I'll see you next time. I would like to take this opportunity to invite you to immerse deeper into my world and join me on a free live soul activation journey. I will be co-hosting this journey with the incredible Stacey Anderson, a gifted channeler and healer of higher dimensional beings. Together, we are calling forwards women who are ready to journey beyond the illusion of expectations and societal pressure. We are calling forwards women who are ready to surrender into the sweetness of life and unlock limitless pleasure. This is your invitation to join us for Release, the live soul activation journey for she who is ready to liberate herself. Full details and sign up link can be found in the show notes. I hope to see you there.